I'm old. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's November 1st, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 144. This is no agenda. Extrapolating the GDP report so you don't have to. And coming to you from the minimum security containment cell in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California, I'm Adam Curry. And from Gitmo Microsoft, Pacific Northwest, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. And John, may I be the first to say, Happy World Vegan Day. You know, we have a, uh, I, I was noticing on my Twitter feed that we have a vegan, uh, is it vegan or vegan? I can never remember. I think it's uh, vegan. Yeah, it's vegan. And he yeah. says that he uh, listens to the show. He likes it, but until we start until we start talking about meat. Well, he's the one, of course, that pointed out to me that it is uh, World Vegan Day today and wanted me to be the... Did you check on this to make sure? No, I didn't. <laughs> of course I didn't. Oh, that might help. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't tell me I've been scammed. I'm sure it is World Vegan Day. He actually says, on behalf of all of us vegans who listen to No Agenda... I'm sure we've got a whole slew. Since 1994, as a matter of fact. Well, there you go. First of November, World Vegan Day. There you go. Aren't we? Isn't the? Isn't there some weird thing? My mom used to make me do this when it was the first of the month. Before you say anything to anybody, you're supposed to say, or the first person you see, you're supposed to say, "Bunny, bunny." Have you ever heard? They must have been laughing at you behind your back on that one. I know. He, he said it again. Yeah, he just, yeah. I don't know why he keeps saying it. What a douche. <laughs> but, um, you know, speaking of the World Vegan Day, um, there's a, what's his name? Uh, Climate Chief Lord Stern from Gitmo Nation East in the United Enslavement of the Kingdom. They have an office of the of the climate change over there in uh, Gitmo Nation East. It's an actual governmental office. Yes. And uh, this Chief Lord Stern, they come out with this whole report, and he's saying, in order to save the world, we must stop eating meat. Yes, coincidentally, just like the day before World uh, Vegan, Vegan Day. day. Now, these things are no coincidence. They never are. People would quote from him. People would need to turn vegetarian if the world's to conquer climate change. <laughs> but but who but whose agenda is that really? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, it's like it, clearly it's not the meat industry. So <laughs> who is behind this? The vegans? I, the, that's my guess. The veggie people. The veggies. Oh, here it is. Times Archive, 1851, meeting of the Vegetarian Society. Hey. That's your new world order right there, the Vegetarian Society, better, no, better known as Veggie Sock. <laughs> veggie Sock. <laughs> That's got to be it. Former chief economist of the World Bank. Wow. And now uh, professor of economics at the London School of Economics warned the British taxpayers would also need to contribute £3 billion a year. That's uh, like $5 billion a year to help poor countries to cope with the in inevitable impact of climate change. Wow. Scam. So uh, I'm going to look at the blog. I see uh, there's been a lot of crazy news this week. Yeah, there has been some. The Republicans are going to enlist Oliver North as a foreign policy advisor. What? The guy's a criminal. It, isn't he a Fox News contributor? Yeah. Well, same thing. <laughs> 
Ooh, ooh, where's the rim shot when you need it? <laughs> and then there's an article that just cropped up. Did Clinton meet a phony Kim Jong-il? And then they show these pictures of Kim Jong-il. And I guess according to the rumors, does he, Kim Jong-il, although you'll be able to find out for sure, mm-hmm. has been so sick that he's had an exact copy of himself floating around the country pretending to be him. Well, yeah, it's the same technology they used to create two Obamas. Now, I'm looking at the two pictures. If people want to check it out on Dvorak.org slash blog in real time, it'll be scrolled off by the time anyone listens to this thing on the iPod. But they have the two pictures, and the guy looks identical to me, except the way he handles his head. There's, if you can go to the blog, you'll see there's a Kim Jong-il on the left who looks pensive, and then a Kim Jong-il on the right who looks slightly cocky. Let me take a look. Uh, other than that, is I, you know, I, it's probably still the same. I, I don't think that this is a copy of a, of the guy. Wow! If if it is, then, well, you know, why wouldn't it? Uh, why wouldn't it be possible? I mean, we've cloned sheep. Well, I don't think he's cloned. You can't age him that fast. Well, this is. A, I don't know, man. Again, yeah. I'll just say, why do they even bother putting eye color on the driver's licenses in North Korea? You know what I'm saying? So a guy, uh, another story, deodorant didn't get him girls for the last seven years, so he sues the manufacturer. Now, I think this is a great idea. What is, what is this? You, you sound guy, so... You know, some advertisement kept, you know, showing you used the stuff. Oh, and... Axe, Axe. Yeah, Axe yeah. is supposed to get you laid. That's right. Yeah. In fact, on the, um, uh, on the packaging, the actual uh, uh, primary packaging, the, the actual canister of Axe, there's a little, uh, there's three symbols. It's... The Axe um, deodorant packaging uh, plus guy with his arm up equals girl. I mean, it's, 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 the symbols are right there. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he has a case there. I, I agree. I think he can absolutely sue. But this was guy, guy apparently, I guess he's seeking 20. He's, uh, he's, in, New, he's in India. You know, these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Void where, <laughs> void where by law and ineffective in India. <laughs> Hey, the new Newsweek, uh, the new Newsweek in, I guess, the European edition. Uh, and you know, I'll, I'll put the picture in the show notes. Is uh, a picture of a, so the, the whole Newsweek front cover is a brick wall, uh, or supposed to look like a brick wall. And the, uh, the headline is Blair for President. And then there's a poster kind of, you know, superimposed if it's stuck on that brick wall. Tony Blair's head with, European Union stars circling his head, and underneath, yes, we can. It's a joke, though, right? No, this is really what's in Newsweek. No, I know, I know, but it's 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 not like it, I mean they just created it for the cover. Yeah, you know, you can call it a joke. Uh, oh, you mean like like it's not a real uh, it's not a real poster, dude? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they they're so blatant and just went ahead and did that. Hey, it worked for our guy in the U.S. Maybe it can work for our guy in European Parliament. Very interesting, though. The the runner-up for um, president of uh, the European Union is the Dutch Prime Minister Jan Peter Balkenende, which is uh, just he's like he's the Harry Potter-looking dude. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting. I still I still think it's a shoe-in for Blair. 
I thought Blair already got the deal. How does it work? Do they haven't had the election no, yet, or there, no, is there an election? There is no, they, no, this is the point. There is no election. It'll be, it'll be the politicians are going to elect the president. Oh, that's right. You know, the funny thing is, Hitler <laughs> never was actually elected either. No, thank you for pointing that out, John. And <laughs> and while we're speaking German, may I allow me to play a, a fine piece of audio that was sent to us from one of our producers in Gitmo Nation, uh, East uh, Eastern Germany. This is Angela Merkel, the Prime Minister of Germany. Arbeit, Arbeit, Arbeit. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> One more time, everybody. Arbeit, Arbeit, Arbeit. <laughs> jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! Arbeit, Arbeit, Arbeit. <laughs> the meme is catching on. Arbeit, Arbeit, Arbeit. Arbeit. Who, so, is the, uh, who is this uh, today's uh, executive producer, John? Because it's yes. very important we hand glad out the props. You, glad that you uh, mentioned it. So the, this week's, uh, today's executive producer uh, responsible for carrying the show is Philip Evans, who is a uh, is in Las Vegas currently out of Modesto originally. Hail normally from Modesto, now from Las Vegas, uh, $150 from Philip Evans. He's now the executive producer for this show, and he will be credited if he wants it. And his, put it on his bio. Yes, put it on your bio, put it on your CV. Um, and, of course, if you we'll want to... We'll vouch. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll completely vouch for you. Uh, and, you know, these types of things do get you jobs in the real world. Albert, Albert, Albert. Now, uh, he's had a request he would like to see from us, although, you know, requests... By the way, we, we welcome requests. It doesn't mean anything, but we welcome them. <laughs> Uh, he wants to see a consolidated web page with all the swine flu information uh, on one place so he can take and because he says he tries to get people to listen to the show, but he he uh, knows that if, he had, if there's a web page with some stuff, they might at least, you know, these guys that won't listen to the show, they might look at the web page. So. Well, you know, if somebody I, wants to do that for us. We'll uh, that, take that would be nice and we'll certain we'll certainly promote it. Um, but I, I found that you can't force people to open their eyes to stuff. I mean, case in point, finally, finally, now that the White House came out with some phony job saved or created number, finally we're seeing mainstream media going, hey, hold on a second, how do you measure saved jobs? Yeah, and how long have we been on this, John? Since the first time he started saying it? Since the first time he used the word saved. Yeah, sa saved or created. And now finally, you know, I see it in... Uh, and just about every mainstream publication it's like, hey, wait, how, how, how can you actually measure this? <laughs> Were they not listening before? It, it it can take a year for someone to actually catch on. But It's actually ridiculous that they bought into that phony baloney usage to begin with. And they still haven't picked up on the health care insurance reform. Oh, either. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. I heard Michelle Obama, uh, she also uh, does a lot of videos now on the, uh, on the White House uh, blog. And uh, she was actually mixing it up in in one in one specific piece. She was saying healthcare insurance reform, and then she was saying healthcare reform. She was really going back and forth on it. Um, and her personal story is when one of her daughters got meningitis, and they thought that you know she would be hospitalized. Luckily, they had access to healthcare. Mm, yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. So here's one for you. Since we're on the healthcare topic. You know, you sound like you're a muscle relaxant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you sound really. I mean, the setup for. I know you're in um, in uh, up near Veggie Soft there in, uh, yeah. in Washington, but it sounds really mu muffled. 
Yeah, I don't know what I can do about it because I don't have any. Uh, I don't know. It's the same rig I had up here all the time. Mm. By the way, I got I, before you do anything. I got a, a, a short beef to a short beef with you. The people have been listening to your uh, your show that you do with Andrew Horowitz. What's the name of that show, by the way? Uh, Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged. Ah, okay. Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged. And you're you're like trying to be like some form of crackpot on that show, even even going so far as to say, well, you know, my crackpot theories. I mean, what's up with that? It's a fluke. It better be. Because <laughs> you know that's not that's not okay, dude. I mean, you know, I'm fine with you, you know, going off with some other guy and doing your occasional fling from that from time to time. But, <laughs> but I, don't, I can't be a crackpot. No, you cannot be a crackpot. That is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you can only have one crackpot in the family. Just so and you know, we're listening. Adam, <laughs> there's only one crackpot. That's well, right. Talk about crackpots. Let me give you this one. There's, I'm going to send you this link. Okay. This is a great article, and everyone's going to have to read it. You have to put this on the show notes. A Merck researcher admits oh, the, Gardasil guards against almost nothing. But didn't we talk about this? It's not Mercury. It's Merck researcher. This, Merck, ha- yeah, this, this happened at the beginning of the month. I, I think, yeah, I think we actually mentioned this in the show. Yeah, the- I didn't read this article. It's a cl- it, did you? Do you have this? Or have you already posted this? Yeah, I've posted it. It's okay. Let's, let's do it again because this happened at a conference um, that was actually about Gardasil. It was about HPV and vaccinations. And um, this who was it, uh, Doctor Harper? Yep. Yeah. And th- th- here's this the graph. It's about halfway through this thing that just cracked me. Uh, Doctor Harper. Who seems to specialize in dropping bombshells <laughs> dropped another in an interview with ABC News when she admitted that quote the rate of serious adverse events is greater with the with the vaccine than the incidence rate of cervical cancer. Yeah, I, 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 and I think she's actually wasn't she one of the people who was actually working on the original um, Gardasil quote vaccine. I, I, I can't find that in here. Yeah, I, it might be Maybe. some other link. I, I'll look. I think I have another link that mentions that. Cause well, I, if me- you posted this before, I didn't see it, but you should post it again because people need to read this article. Yeah. I mean, she just basically says that, and she gives all the stats. The likelihood of getting, I mean, it's just, if you read this article, it makes it ridiculous. This vaccine is beyond ridiculous, beyond dangerous. There was it's an, crazy. Yeah. Well, what's ha- what's happening here, John, is and, and you kind of got to think about it, and then it's not that hard to figure out. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry, of course, uh, up until now, you know, they've, they've pretty much existed through their patents. So they get a patent on uh, on some drug, and then that's good for uh, you know a certain amount of time, and then anyone can make a generic, and you know that's when they have to go and find some some new drug to solve some amazing disease. Yes, but, but that brings me to a before you go on, that brings me to an interesting question. I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. They bring out a drug. They get it for twenty six years. They get this patented drug, and it you know they clean up. They overcharge ten bucks a pill yeah. and all that kind of thing. And then uh, then the patent runs out and it goes generic and anyone can manufacture. Why don't they themselves continue to manufacture it? I mean, the fact of the matter is Bayer has made hay with Bayer aspirin, which has been in the public domain forever, selling their branded version, and they do quite well with it. 
Um, There's money to be made. What are they complaining about? How much money do they need? Well, so, okay. So, first of all, the exercise of branding anything is a very, very, very expensive process. Branding and continuing. Oh, not like those TV ads for foot odor? Yeah, that's also very expensive. But but just hear me out for a second. So there's a cost to making the stuff. There's a cost to distributing it. There's a cost to buying off doctors to actually prescribe this stuff. It costs a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. They've made it a very expensive process. And what they've done now is they've actually taken a much smarter route. Instead of trying to come up with um, drugs that will um, cure people with ailments... They've now switched it around. This is what a big part of this swine flu vaccination is. We are now going to give you things that will prevent you from getting sick in the first place. So now we've actually switched it. And this has been a process that's been going on for the past, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 years probably. But now it's really accelerating where, okay, genital warts for boys and cervical cancer, only two of the, I think, five or seven different different kinds actually is what Gardasil is supposed to and Cerevax are supposed to uh, protect against. We're going to give that to you when you're nine anywhere between 9 and 13, so before you get it. So everything is now going to be preventative. There's a vaccine coming out to prevent nicotine addiction. I mean, give me a break. How about uh, not smoking? You know, there's there's all these all these different vaccines, and that is going to be... And all you have to do is read the reports. They're online. Go to these pharmaceuticals websites, and don't download... Uh, you know, the marketing material, you know, about our company, go to the investor relations, download the PowerPoint from the most, most recent, right. uh, shareholders meeting. Yeah, and the annual report, but the, it's always in the, in the CEO's PowerPoint presentation. They're all online. And all they talk about is all these amazing vaccines. There's another one, the, the Resta virus or something. So all this stuff is coming out. And the whole idea is to change the mindset to take the drugs before you get sick. That's what this is about. And it's a, it's a brilliant marketing move. It makes so much sense. You know, hey, let's make up something like, uh, you know, a, a, any ailment and then just make a, a vaccine for it that is supposedly going to, you know, stop you from getting it, which actually in a way uses a lot of the, uh, the, the human body's function, i.e., what was that? I just keep talking. Oh, no. I thought I lost you. Um, I.e., give someone a vaccine uh, with actual virus, and then they'll be immune to it. Yeah, of course that works. You know, So just keep on doing that. Just keep giving us illnesses all the time. Yeah, right, basically. It, that's, yes. that's exactly what it is. And, and it's, it's brilliant, but people really got to be aware as to what's going on. You know? So if you want to do something... Uh, what's, do we want to do this? I mean, one of the things that I think <laughs> you, it, sound, it, you sound you just went up an octave. <laughs> oh, it sound better now? Yeah, much better. Keep it that way. <coughs> anyway, the, uh, <laughs> I can't listen to you. <laughs> what? What happened? Is, is the Skype connection getting wonky? I think we should leave it this way. Oh no, it's not wonky at all, John. Please carry on. <laughs> uh, why don't you play a clip? <laughs> Hi, this is No Agenda. Sitting in for John C. Dvorak is Tattoo from uh, Fantasy Island. And the plane. The plane is coming, boss. The plane. The plane. All right, you want to set up the Shepard Smith clip? Now, how long am I going to sound like this? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll hang up, and if you call me right back, then it should work. Oh, wait, let me... <laughs> <laughs>
it's too funny. It's the oh. helium John. <laughs> Do it. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Get ready. All right, so you call me right back. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, do I sound funky again? No, you sound you sound much better. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. I should have left you know, that throughout the, the whole show. How does the connection keep doing this? Especially when I'm up here. We, we, yeah, and you're supposed to have that amazing pipe up there. You know, like 150 million kilobytes. We've got an open fiber. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently it's not what it once was. No. Well, I you weren't paying much for it anyway, so you I get where you're scammed in some way. Yeah, you um, think? Since we're at it, if you want to play the swine flu minute jingle and then play a couple clips. Oh, really? Is it that early? Yeah. No agenda, swine flu okay, what do we got going All on? Right. Well, what do we have on the list of the clips I sent? I got Shepard Smith. Uh, how did I get drugs and flat again? That's wrong. I got uh, Sid mini clip. Sid the uh, Science Kid. Sid, gonna... the, Sid, Sid the what's it? Sid the Science Kid, which is a PBS.org website, says Jim Henson's, even though he's been dead for yeah, years. But John, John, you, you know we played this clip, right? Oh, but what show were you? What show were you on when we? <laughs> I played this clip. I just want you to play the beginning of the clip, then play the sub clip because we never noticed this one little anomaly. Well, what's the sub clip? The it's mini for the clip. Second. Yeah, the mini clip. Okay, here we go. It's Sid the Science Kid. Hey, kids, we're ready to roll. Stopping that virus, that's our goal. So come on, everybody. We're getting the shot. It might hurt a little bit. Just a little bit. This is actually, give me that thing. Give me that. Give me, give me, give me, give me that thing. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have to play the whole thing because we played the no, whole song. Keep, you, you, we played gotta... the whole song. This is embarrassing. Just keep playing it for another but minute. It's going to help a whole lot. <laughs> this vaccination is a great opportunity. Okay, stop. This vaccination now, is a great opportunity. Yeah, but here's what's interesting. There is kind of a subtext in here that we both missed. Okay. And it's that woman who starts the singing at the beginning. Play, this, play the mini clip, and this is what she does. <laughs> this vaccination. Isn't that kind of like a sick <laughs> What's that doing in there? Listen to that again. That's good. <laughs> you know, that's totally to freak kids out. It's like the evil scientist. Anyway. Cool. Well, so instead of criticizing me for giving these clips, you should let me finish. <laughs> That's my new favorite clip right there, man. I, you can if you, you got to have to cut the end of it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Anyway, it is sick. That's what I was thinking. Now, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Hey kids, if you weren't scared now, watch this needle. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay, now if you want when you feel like enduring this, uh Shepherd Smith, I finally had to bring this cuz I saw it and I said, "Oh my god, this has to, we have to see something about this and this just reaffirms the theory." That Fox the, the, News is run, run by, by the Democrats. By Democrats, and let's just let's just reassert that Fox yeah. News 
as well as CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, etc., etc., is all run by the Democrats. It's all run from the same central. It's you know here's Rupert Murdoch sitting up in his uh, in his sky tower, sitting there with uh, with Axelrod and Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> That's what they do all day. It's a straw man. But yes. anyway, Shepard Smith comes out and he can't seem to ever really play the straw man. I mean, he's just he's he's more. He's just a he's just a uh, I wouldn't say corporate stooge. He's like a he's a stooge for the government. And this is that interview he did with the healthcare worker. And I have a sub clip of this one too, because there's a element in there which he essentially it's, he's essentially lying during this interview. So so what is this interview about? What it was? This is up? an interview about the women in New York uh, that won't take the shot. The nurses, yes. The nurses. Also, there's he, also male nurses. I'd like to point out, but yeah, okay. Thank you for doing that. And uh, he uh, gets this woman on with his. And you know the thing that really bugs me about this guy is that he looks like a like a Southern Baptist preacher. Well, he's from uh, New Orleans. Okay, makes well, sense, right? Yeah, he's got that look. He's and like and I think he, I think he's a raging gay. Might be. Doesn't he have that look? I mean, not that I care. It just adds some context. It could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't care either. But. It could be. It wouldn't surprise me, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. But let's play this. This is a long clip, so you're going to have to interrupt it a lot with your observations. Ah, my, my favorite duty, yes. We are tracking H1N1 at Fox News and state health care workers in New York State. First of all, we're tracking it. It's just good enough right there. It's spreading like wildfire. We're tracking it. Have a couple of months to get the H1N1 vaccine and the seasonal flu vaccine, or they'll be out of a job. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's an emergency regulation that's put into place, prompted, uh, and it's prompted a protest, really, at the state capitol. It had, the protest happened earlier today, and here's the video from it. Here's the controversy. New York is, at, at the moment anyway, the only state to require this vaccine to protect patients from catching flu from their health care provider. Now, wait a minute. I thought they had received a, a, a stay of execution on this. I th yeah, I thought... they did, but this is pre just predates that. This oh, is, this, okay. So this, this is, is more old. about his attitude okay, okay which is good. the fox attitude at some level right gotcha fighters and protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot not by the government some of the protesters claim the vaccine has not been fully tested and that they don't want to be guinea pigs it's important to note here that the centers for disease control and prevention says that the vaccine is completely safe or it would not be giving it to anyone with us now is sue field okay, she's stop. a nurse <laughs> we're right, from the I mean, government you, you can trust us <laughs> instead of I mean, there's a sub clip I have that instead of playing I just want to remind people what he just said he said the he says C some people have been, yeah he says some people have been complaining that the vi that the vi vaccine has not been fully tested and they do not trust it mm -hmm. he says this yes. right yes so this woman can reiterate that because that's kind of the premise but listen to the, the direction this goes uh, in Arizona, they've just, health officials have sent four flu samples to the Centers for Disease Control for testing. It takes days to confirm whether they, that these are actually uh, swine flu. They, she's calling it H1N1 virus because that's the technical name of it. Everybody calls it swine flu, but she's, she has the right name for it. And everybody's emailing going, the, the illegals are bringing it across the border. Relax. There's a oh, flu. This, is the, this is the wrong, this is the, this is the hmm. You, well, that, you, did that, you change that, clips because this is no, now a different clip? That's what you. No, yeah, you said play the sub clip.
No, no. I said, don't. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, we don't have to play the sub clip because the this this you just heard this fully tested thing. But that clip, which is a different clip, I want to play too, but after the main clip. I'm sorry. Here we go. First in Poughkeepsie, New York, and organized, or at least was one of the organizers of the protest today in Albany, New York. Ma'am, good to see you. Tell me why. Why is it good to see her? <laughs> well, this is unbelievable. Tell me why. Tell me why it's good to see you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Tell me why. I, I, well, I'm really glad to be here, John, so I can play the wrong clips out of order. That's why I'm glad to be here, John. Let me tell you, we got this letter from our employer, and it took us completely by surprise. They were telling us that... Um, wow. Okay. She's either told this story before, or she's a media professional. She is not just some random person she talking. She sounds good. She sounds real good. You know, you're going to need to be getting these uh, seasonal flu shots and these uh, H1N1 swine flu shots as a condition of our employment. Never before in my life... Has anyone told me as a condition of my employment, you know, that I need to be injected with agents that I don't necessarily feel comfortable uh, being injected with? And that's uh, that's how we all feel. Um, there are very few in the workplace that are willing to, you know, just get in a line and say, go for it. But uh, most of us just don't feel that it's safe. Oh, well. N- nasty subcontext there. Get in a line and say, just go for it. Shades of World War Two there. Well, first of uh, all, now, wait. Is that you or is that Shepard Smith saying? Shepard Smith interrupting. Her. Oh, I'm sorry. Just a Hang on just a second. I, I... It sounds like you. <laughs> I keep getting freaked well, out. Thank you very much. I was trying to sound like <laughs> Shepard Smith today. Is it Shepard Smith or John C. Dvorak? Mm, read the book. I got to get in here. CDC says it's yeah. safe. And, and before yeah, we right. and our parents and our children go stand in line, and I'm going to hear from healthcare workers in Poughkeepsie, New York, that they don't think it's safe. Why the heck should I get in line? That sounds like a bad thing for the general population. I feel like we ought to trust the CDC on this, and if not, why not? See, I hear how his, uh, his southern accent comes out when he when he gets into that. I think it's a bad thing to be in stand in line for that. Right? right tell me how that works. Well, you know, when uh, the CD, when these drug companies will, you know, publicly state that they are not going to be liable um, for anything that happens to us when we take these vaccinations, um, when the, the makers of the drugs, you can go and see, you know, all over the media that they won't take it themselves. Well, why should I want to put that in my body? And that's that's the general argument. I, I thought the general argument was that the, you didn't want the government telling you anything that you can shoot into your body, which I sort of understand, uh, well, ex- and, except and for the that, fact that, that children are required to have a lot of shots. Every child in the United States is once you get into school. I did, that is not true, is it? There's a few shots that you're supposed to get, yeah. No, but it, it says required. Yeah, there's a few required shots. With, uh, act, by law but- required? I don't know. I think in some states, yes. I think diphtheria. Okay, in some states, but yeah. but even that is. I don't think it's actually one hundred percent. Well, it's probably a good idea to get your polio vaccination. It's probably. A, I think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, diphtheria is another one you don't want. Which is um, they're they're related, actually. I think. Mm, I don't think so, but don't, yeah, this, polio comes from that. It's like you know, if you there's some. I'm not a doctor, you're right. School, you have to have it or you can't do the school. What's well, Shepard, will you feel comfortable being told that you're going to lose your job potentially no, I if wouldn't. you, as a condition of your employment, need to be having a fast-tracked 
uh, drug. I mean, the FDA does not have the best track record with uh, a lot of medications. Look at all the medications that have caused injury to people that came out and people said, oh, yeah, these are safe, these are affected, they've been tested. You know, we all know that this is a fast-track medication. Um, it contains the Marisol, it contains mercury, it contains a lot of things. You know what that, I'm afraid of, though? You know, I, tell I would you. much what? Go I'm ahead. afraid that the CDC has gotten a vaccine together because they're afraid this flu is going to spread across America and kill a lot of people. <laughs> and that healthcare workers you know, in Albany, Mr. New Smith? York. No, no, I'm telling why don't we just be honest for a second? When the CDC sure. comes out and says that, and then, I mean, I understood this. My understanding of your argument was that, that you didn't want the government telling you what to put in your body. I understood that. But this thing, with you not really Absolutely. having direct knowledge of what's in this vaccine, and then telling our viewers, some oh. of whom might be very, very sick if they don't get this vaccine, I just don't feel like that's very responsible. Ugh. There's a lot of information out there. Oh, my God. And this don't forget, at the beginning, he already says they were concerned about fully tested and this and that. But now he's he's turning it around saying that the only reason she's like even a guest is because she doesn't want the government telling her what to in do. her body, yeah. So it is, but, it's but, not but, even about the vaccine. not the premise of this, of this particular interview. And I don't know what why he's going so far south with it, but it actually gets worse. And if you remember, if people who listen to the show a lot... I had another Fox uh, clip when Bill O'Reilly had the Code Pink woman on who had reasonable arguments about Afghanistan. And he just told her to shut up. He told he her to told shut her up. He told her to shut up, and McChrystal knows what he's doing. It's like, follow what the government says. And where is this line and Fox? How does that j jive? Anyway, let's... You will obey. Obey. Out there that suggests that the swine flu in most people is is a mild illness, and that you will derive better immunity from a mild case in what your body uh, produces the antibodies yeah, and for. And it kills others. Um, uh, you know, and and the seasonal flu kills a lot of oh, people I know every it does. year. And when I know it does. Well, I know it does. Well, I'm not. I'm not here. To, I, this is just sort of blindsided me. My, my understanding <laughs> I understand. was my understanding was that you didn't think the federal government ought to be telling you what you must shoot into your body. That I got. But I you've done no research yes. on this thing. Ah. The Centers for Disease Control has dozens and dozens and hundreds of dedicated dozens and dozens of hundreds of dozens of scores of lots of tons of people dedicated to. to to, to checking the people who the last thing in the world they'd want to do is hurt anybody. Oh, whoa. I can hear the conspiracy bells ringing on that one. And I can't imagine a world where they would put something out that they knew was not necessarily safe and to have a healthcare worker who's not done a single bit of research on this particular vaccine to tell our <laughs> viewers that it might be bad for them, to me seems irresponsible. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so you suck ass. What do you think? <laughs> That's exactly what he's saying. You're yeah. a horrible, horrible, horrible person. How dare you question the government? The CDC knows best. You are terrible. What do you think? Mr. S Mr. Smith, it's presumptuous for you to tell me and all the healthcare workers that um, feel the same way that I do that we haven't done any research, that we haven't looked into this, that we've not done any have reading. Um, we have a lot. Yes, we so have. So you, you think, based on your research, the, the 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 vaccine that the CDC is going to put out to try to keep people from getting flu is bad for them? Well, you know, it's the C okay. That see. She's good, but then the minute you answer a question like that with, well, you know, that that's weak. That, so Shepard Smith... Well, this, I don't it, think she was expecting to be attacked. It's a, it's a mistake be, a lot of because, people make when they go because on the show. Yeah, because it's Fox. She, she didn't think... She thought she was going to get... Well, you know, there you go. It serves you right. But again, before, before we wind up this clip, this is exactly the point. The whole point 
of one central source running all media, left and right, CNN to, to MSNBC to Fox, is to create this controversy while every you know, while we're all bickering and you know Shepard Smith and this woman you know and it's, it's great entertainment. Meanwhile, the agenda just keeps on rolling out. That's the whole point. It's entertainment. It's it's the World Wrestling Federation or what is it now? WWE. Yeah, World uh, Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's just entertainment, just meant to be there between the commercials to give you something to do before we inject you with some messages. Seasonal flu vaccine is the issue with that being a problem is that they're forcing it on us as a condition of our employment. That okay, was well now that was the situation. argument that I thought was fine, and I'm going to just let that argument but, go. But to be telling the CDC with absolutely no information, if you have it, please send it to us and I'll retract it. But if you don't have research which, which says this thing is bad for you, then to tell our viewers as a healthcare worker that it is, I think is irresponsible. Another part about uh, the vaccine uh, industry is that, and this is uh, proven, and, and the uh, you can look at it, all of these drug companies show what tests they've done. They don't actually um, test with a placebo in their testing. So they, they test maybe 600, or even if they tested 6,000 people, they see if there's any adverse effects. What they don't do is see if it actually works and try that in a you know in a blind test with a number of people with a placebo because that's not required by the FDA for vaccinations. And and for that reason, with take that, Shepard Smith. Great respect, and I wouldn't want the government telling me what to put in my body either. <laughs> you know what? As long as that body's nowhere near my body, Shepard, I'm okay. But to tell our viewers that it's bad for them when we don't know, I, I just don't think that's the right thing you know, to do. Lot, I wish you a well lot of in people your quest, have been though. injured. A lot of people have been injured by vaccines, Mr. Smith. I'm aware of this, but I don't think this is responsible. Yeah. And as a result, we're going to end it here. Good well, luck and, with your protest. And that's what the commissioner would like to say. Thank well, you very much. You're welcome. Oh. Look, I thought this was about the government telling people. We're through. I thought this was about the. Is he angry at his producer, or did, he must have known about this? I have no idea. Yeah, he must have known. But he had about to it. back it up just a little bit so you can get this 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 horrible dick ending. Okay. <laughs> Dick ending. Government telling you what you what you can and can't shoot in your body. That's what this thing was supposed to be about. And if I had known that a healthcare worker who had, doesn't have the research is going to say that the CDC is wrong and that this vaccine is going to hurt you, I wouldn't have let it on the air. All right, that's it. So here we go. <laughs> like he controls what's on the air. <laughs> that's funny. Well, this is this is so this goes along with with the best headline from CNN. H1N1 spreading as supply of vaccine grows. I mean, like, duh, you know, the vaccine contains the virus, you dipshits. That's the entire point. And, and, and while, while we're on Big Pharma, and I'll just close out the, uh, the swine flu minute here. It's the no agenda swine flu minute. So Mickey and I were watching television uh, this week. And uh, she actually blogged about this on her, on her weblog, MickeySays.com. And um, it's a, a special, and this is Fox, a special two-hour uh, episode of House. And Did you see it by any chance, John? No. Okay. So this is like a season kickoff or whatever, and House uh, has, has, is addicted to Vicodin, and he's in the nut house. He's, he's, oh, no, he, I, I did see this. This was a, yeah. Okay. So the whole, the whole, so in a nutshell, this episode is about him not taking his meds, 
right? Because, of course, he doesn't believe in them. He's just trying to fix whatever's going on with his head. But he can't get his uh, his license back to practice medicine unless the uh, the warden there signs off and says that he's been cured. So he doesn't take his meds. And this is a two-hour special. And then all of a sudden, uh, a whole bunch of things happen. He breaks down, and he decides to take his meds. Boom! The first commercial we get after that scene is for Pristique, anti-depression uh, medicine. <laughs> and But listen, it gets worse. Then we come back, and the episode is a two-hour special. It goes all the way through, and the moral of the story is not only does House uh, get better because of his meds, but he has to continue taking his meds. But then as he's leaving, his buddy, his uh, this uh, this rapper dude who was also messed up, he decides that he's also going to take his meds. The whole And there was only one pharma ad right in the middle, strategically placed at the moment house the hero the the man of the hours decides that it's better to take his meds i mean you, you it was a two-hour commercial for prestique have you seen that commercial with you know the the mother's like i'm feeling down and, and she's in the yard with her kids playing you know and they're playing they're, the the family is all beautiful but she's down and she's depressed and she needs something to keep her going it's just unbelievable unbelievable Two-hour commercial for Prestique, strategically hey, placed. If you were, uh, what the company is that one? Which is the uh, pharma company? You know, uh, I can. Ch- it's probably. Um, Look, I don't know. let's see, Prestique. Um, it's P R I S T I Q is what it is. Yeah, I got it. I have no idea who makes it. It's done by... Oh, there's a, there's a great it's, I website. It's, with, isn't it Eli Lilly? Oh, the website is terrific. It's got a big flash animation of some pathetic Yeah, that's woman. it. That, that's the commercial. That's the, the wind-up commercial. Yeah. The wind-up doll. Yeah, that is the and commercial. The woman, looks at it. the woman looks like a psycho. <laughs> she, she looks like Meryl Streep playing a psycho. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she does. <laughs> and then uh, she's just staring at this doll like she's going to bite its head off. <laughs> But if you take your meds, you too can be like house. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, take your meds. Ah, That's the formula we use. Take your meds. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah, it's effective. So so the drug is from Wyeth, and if you click on their link, it goes right to the parent company, Pfizer. Oh, yeah, Pfizer. Okay, it had to be one of those. There's only a couple left. <laughs> They're all eating each other. <clears throat> um, I will say, um, actually, I did close out the, the swine flu minute, but in the Ukraine, there's some crazy shit going on. Have you been following this? No. Okay, so the Ukraine, first of all, has a whole bunch of problems. They've got a political problem where they have the prime minister and the president literally fighting for control internally. And, and this, this, I think there's like 60 million people in the Ukraine. You know, it's not, it's not insignificant. This is um, the fight between Yoshishenko and Kuchichenko. And the, the woman who looks like uh, Princess Leia, she's got that hair kind of uh, wound up. And all hot, by the way. All the women in, in the Ukrainian government are totally milfy awesome. Uh, so the problem is, that, you know, uh, Russia is threatening to turn off their gas supply because they can't pay the bill. Uh, Russia is threatening to turn off their water supply because they can't pay the bill. Um, the IMF is really pissed off with them because 
they won't take uh, money from the IMF. Instead, they're inflating the money supply. So there's a lot of shit going on in the Ukraine. All of a sudden, boom, this weekend, red alert, red alert, red alert, locking down Ukraine. Some horrible virus, some viral pneumonia is being spread. And people are dropping like flies. And, if, you know, there's here and there it's like, oh, this is... Um, uh, this is swine flu, and people saying, "No, no, this is not swine flu." But here's here's what um, what's kind of crazy about it. Bloomberg reported in February, of course, the you'll remember our friends Baxter International, where they slipped some live avian flu into the seasonal flu and mixed it up, right? Yeah. Well, Joseph, remember Joseph Moshi? This is the guy who uh, was trying to warn for the vaccinations, and they, they got him in L.A., and they tased him and tear-gassed him in his car because they said he was trying to blow up the White House? <laughs> right. That, yes, we covered that thoroughly. Okay. A so, classic, by the way. Right, of course, and he was, he was actually uh, 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 a biologist, right? He, he, he knew exactly what, this, what stuff was going on. Back in, I'm trying to find, uh, August, he claimed that Baxter's laboratory in the Ukraine, okay, they have a laboratory in the Ukraine, links in the show notes at noagendashow.com to, to, to their actual website. You can see that Baxter International has a lab in the Ukraine. He said that they were creating a biological weapon. So that's what I, this guy said? That's what Mashi said, yeah. And I've got links to all of this stuff. Actually, uh, Ukraine has 46 million inhabitants. Sorry. It's big. So, so it's huge. So I think that either Baxter had an accident or they've done it once again. And they've let something nasty out. Really, really nasty. I mean, there's travel uh, uh, restrictions. The, the whole place is shut down, literally. Yeah. Yeah, all the stories are pretty much the same. Unidentified flu outbreak. Yeah, and it's not H1N1. No, it's it's unidentified. Why can't they identify it? Because it's some new hybrid shit that Baxter International either accidentally let out or on purpose. And just think of all of the stuff that's going on there. It's a very important region. Ukraine is still, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to have some control over the Ukraine. And by the way, let's use the word outbreak again. That really helps. So there's some that, so that is not really a part of the swine flu minute, but uh, you probably won't see this uh, reported in many places. I got this. This is like here's a news summary from UkrainaTV.com. It just it's funny because they just consolidated two stories. Reporter, beware in Ukraine a new viral pneumonia that causes death. Beware in Ukraine a new viral pneumonia that causes death. In Kiev, the priest raped women. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's what I'm just reading is from this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Uh. So this is the kind of stuff that we're following, and you will not see this on Fox News. Well, Shepard Smith is yelling at some poor woman who's trying to make a point. We're actually, you know, like scanning the real news. And not as some people would say, reading headlines. No, if we're reading headlines, it would sound <laughs> like this. It would sound like... Here's the paper. I'm reading a headline. No, these are not headlines. These are far from it. We brought you the Moshi story. Uh, uh. Anyway, banning large crowds. Yeah. What? Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, no, this, this shit is, is being shut down, man. This blog from the area, and it's interesting because they call it the Ukraine is. This is interesting. This meme may be a, 
beginning, listen to this. The Ukraine has banned large crowds due to an outbreak of particularly vicious swine flu. Yeah, and wh- what, who's reporting that? He's on a, uh, oh, on okay. A- well, here you go. He, can I get? Can I throw a theory at you? So now we have this particularly vicious swine flu, which of course is a mutated strain, which is a kind of viral pneumonia. Time for the adjuvants. We need to up this. We need to up our dosage. We need to have more. We need stronger vaccine. It's coming. You can just wait. You can count on it. You know what? This week, no one, please do not donate any money to this show. I want you to just. Keep your money in your PayPal account. Don't send us anything. Do not send us money. But the minute you hear that squalene is going to be added or some other form of an adjuvant to the um, H1N1 vaccines, then you send us $5,000 per person. Here's another one. Hemorrhag- now, call- now, this is interesting because these guys are calling it hemorrhagic flu. Uh, cool. Viral what pneumonia is- in the Ukraine. It- hemorrhagic? How do you spell yeah. that for me? H-E-M-O-R-R-H-A-G-I-C. That means, you know, it means it's you hemorrhage, you bleed. Uh, a dynamically updated map showing epidemic spread. 2,000 cases of unknown virus, 20, 33 have died with lungs filled with blood. Is this H1N1 swine flu or something entirely new? Many doctors believe that it is, in fact, H1N1. Here it comes. Here it comes. We're going to be rich men, John. We're going to have so much money from all these people when the adjuvants are added because of this horrible hemorrhagic. That's H1, the H for hemorrhagic. <laughs> H1N1, hemorrhagic one, neuro- neurological one. That's what it is. That's, it, it's, it, it's so clear to me. <laughs> Mickey, did you just sigh? <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> so, um... What else can you, f- <laughs> honey? Are you okay? What else can you find there, John? This is a, uh, this is crazy. I'm it's a telling good story. you, yeah, it's not a good story. It's a really no, bad I mean, it's a good story. story to follow because this is now we're following, we're tracking it. Yes, because Fox won't. They're too busy tracking you know healthcare workers who won't take their shot. I just find it dis- distressing. Yeah, we can't go turn on any news. In fact, I was just watching the Canadian news. I tried to get a clip off it, but I don't have this. Oh, right they're here. even worse, man. They're the Canadians are just terrible. They just are pushing, pushing this really as hard as I mean, with a much more subtle. They're more like the British. It's kind of a subtle thing. Oh well, there's going to be long lines, and they. In fact, all the news reports up here, watching the CBC, are uh, showing. You know. Most of the stories are the same. They show a real long line of people, mm-hmm. huge line. I mean, around the block, you think it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's the, is it the line for "This Is It" by Michael Jackson, or is it the line for the swine flu vaccine? And so, and then, then the woman comes out with her microphone. She goes from person to person. She says, "I've been in line for hours, and I don't think I'm going to get this shot because they're running out, <sighs> and I need it so badly. I need the shot." The person says, "She needs the shot." That's, and, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this is unbelievable. Well, A. <laughs> hey, you even did an A. Hey. <laughs> that was good. All right, we're, track, we're tracking this, and, uh, and we want you to help us do that. Please donate to this program. Uh, go to noagendashow.com or no, uh, dvorak.org slash NA. Um, we, who was our executive producer again this week, John? Philip Evans in Las Vegas. Philip Evans. In Las Vegas, Nevada. 
Yes, Philip that, Evans with one hundred and fifty dollars. people that gave us some money. Highly appreciated. Every donation is appreciated, by the way. But I'm really going to love the five thousand dollars that are going to come in, which, by the way, makes you a priest of the No Agenda Church. <laughs> priest. And we'll give you a certificate. We'll actually make one. Hey, John, how's all that going, man? The calligraphy. You're doing yeah, crap. We don't even have a, a, a joint bank account. This is bull crap. We do have a joint bank account. You're not, you're, you're, you are lazy. You know what? You are just a lazy man. I'm old. <laughs> Let me just mark that one. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Okay, James at freehollowbooks.com. Free hollow books. Well, I wonder what they sell. Books. Well, go look it up. Okay. He says there's a special no agenda bookcase that they just did. Ooh. He's in uh, Patton City, West Virginia, uh, home of the Mountaineers. Oh, that's it's uh, it's handmade pieces of art. Oh, that's beautiful. That's freehollowbooks.com. He gave us fifty one fifty, which is the indication of the insane. Uh, Zama Kohai, I think it's Z A M A Zama Kohai. Uh, gave us fifty dollars, and this is our, I believe, our first contributor from Toshimaka, Japan. Excellent. Oh, by the way, John, the freehollowbooks.com. Yeah. Uh, they make books that you can put. So it's like a. You know how you used to cut out a book to put something in there. So these are pre-made oh, so books. Your, so you oh, this way you can stash stuff. Yeah, like your, there's a picture here with a book with your gun in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Cool. <laughs> I want to see the no agenda. Where does it say? I don't see the no agenda book. You're going to have to make him send us some email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just loving this. <laughs> this is awesome. How much did he donate? Uh, $51.50. All right, $51.50. Here, here, Reader's Digest. Inspired by the guys from the No Agenda podcast. What is this? <laughs> okay, so it's hollow books featuring such titles as The Day the World Ended. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, that cool. I feel proud. All right. Uh, okay, and Jay and Cindy mm. use the uh, No Agenda piggy bank. For and uh, the- what? For the, uh, the the night layaway? No, no. Oh. They just sent a 6116, which is a, a palindrome. Nice. Uh, she's they're, they're from uh, St. Lucie, Florida. Powell, or Powell, Paul, Powell, depends on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, Rogalinski, Rogalinski gave us 5272. He's from München, or uh, better Munich, known Munich. Americans as Munich, Germany. And he said uh, that this 5272 is an odd number because it's the leftover money in his PayPal account. He thought it was a great idea. Our other listener says, if you got some money in your PayPal account, you never use this thing, you hate PayPal, whatever, send it to us. Send it all. Just empty and that sucker out. Close it, it close out. It. That's right. Then again, we have Philip Evans, our producer. Uh, Liam Hemmings in Buckinghamshire. Uh, who Buckinghamshire. 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 Yeah. Buckinghamshire. Seventy-five bucks, and he wants a weekly wine recommendation. Mm. Okay, I think that's. Uh, I can give a couple. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McLeod in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, he says he gave us uh, t- uh, five bucks. It's actually his donation is fifty. But he says he gave us five bucks and five bucks each for nine freeloaders. Oh, that's cool. That's that. I appreciate that. So some of you out there should feel really guilty. You freeloading <laughs> pieces of crap. Derek Bennett, at, in Sterling, Virginia, gave us sixty nine eighty five, and that's it for this week.
Really? That's all we got? Yeah, that's no. all we got. We need to get more. Yeah, it's yes. <sighs> I don't so, think, you know. You know go to Dvorak.org slash NA or uh, noagendashow.com. You know what? For those of you that have kids, all right, you give your kid an allowance. Stop giving the kid the allowance and give it to us. All right? It's going to save your kid at the end of the day. That's how, that's how, you, that's how you're able to pay for this stuff. Five bucks, five bucks a month is all it takes. You should be ashamed of yourself for not paying us. So uh, the, the thing is, is I look at it as a parking meter. You know, in San Francisco, or next to the Mevio offices, it costs, for five minutes, it costs 25 cents. Yeah, I know. You have to load the meter up, and by the time you put your last quarter in, the first five minutes is gone. And there's so much money coming in, I see the parking dude out there every single day emptying the meters. Because you know, if you park there, you gotta, you got to bring 50 bucks worth of quarters. It's the, the whole meter fills up. He's out there every single day. Emptying the meters. Hey, by the way, that bridge, which we talked about on, uh, what did we talk about on last Sunday even? The Bay yeah. Bridge, still closed. Yeah. And, I, and I will, and so two things. One, I predict it will be closed for the rest of this week at least. No. Yes. And uh, why does no one speak of terrorism? How come there's not one single report that says, hey, maybe th- these are terrorists trying to, like, mess with our bridges? Are you, are you referring to Caltrans? <laughs> yeah, they are known as the true terrorists of the Bay Area, aren't they? I, I haven't lived here long enough to exactly know what they're all about, but I hear people complaining about that, about them big time. What's going on with them? They used to be one of the great uh, public agencies in the United States. Uh, there's all kinds of very strict, rigid rules on how to build roads and highways and how to do off-ramps and how to make... They're the ones who are pretty much behind the cloverleaf approach. And then over the years, they've been taken over by, I don't know who, but it, they, they're making bonehead decisions, allowing stupid uh, things to be built, uh, leaving bottlenecks all over the place, having all kinds of, you know, you go on a 70-mile-an-hour road, and then there's a turnoff that's on the left in the fast lane, so you have an old woman moving over to the, you know, doing 45 miles an hour in the fastest lane so she can get off the damn road, all these kinds of things. And now they're building this ridiculous bridge across the uh, – it's not even a new bridge, but they're building a, essentially a whole new span to tear down an old span that's just as good as it was, you know, before the earthquake. And it could last probably another fifty years for all we know. But they're going to tear it down and put in something new. It's going to, and it's the amount of billions and billions of dollars. Essentially, this new stupid span they're putting up, which has resulted in all these problems, is costing more than the entire San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge cost plus the Golden Gate Bridge in today's dollars. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. All I got to do is get you started on something like that because you take that bridge every day, right? I'd be afraid. I don't trust him. And it's, it, and you know, and the, everyone warned back to 2004, everyone warned about this steel that they were using from China. They were, they were saying, hey, man, that shit's subpar. They were warning about it. The irony, of course, being that a lot of that steel is from the, uh, the World Trade Centers when they, uh, when they, uh, uh, mysteriously melted. So we have, that I was shipped off to China. The, I think a lot of the steel from China is probably better than the steel from India, which I suspect is what we're using. Well, no. If you look, at, I did some of the research, uh, and if you look at all the stories going back to 2004, there were all there were all these warnings from engineers, etc. Don't use the Chinese steel. Don't use the Chinese steel. It's not good. I'm just saying. Don't take the red tabs. Uh, here's a, a don't eat the brown acid. 
A friend of ours, a producer in uh, Gitmo Nation East, he's Russian, his name is Alex, he sends us, uh, he's uh, in some kind of finance gig over there, and he's uh, he's always got the inside track and all the trading scams, etc., but he sent something out of character for him, and I liked it a lot. He sent us a clip, uh, a media assassination clip, um, there's this uh, series called Numbers, have you uh, watched this, John? Yeah. Uh, what is the premise of Numbers? Because I'm not familiar with it. Well, the premise has actually changed a little bit uh, since the show began because it really has not been as successful as they would hoped. It's, a, it's kind of a crazy idea. It's a cop show. It's another cop drama. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and behind the, uh, uh, the original premise is that one of the consultants, quote-unquote, to the, the, all the cop shows, by the way, nowadays will will have consultants. I mean, the mentalist is a consultant, the castle is a kind of a consultant, but he's a kind of a hanger-on writer. There's all this idea of a consultant. A monk was, the, I think, started this trend, so you had these guys, they couldn't really be cops, but they could be consultants. And in the number show, this guy is a mathematical genius, and he can see... Uh, <laughs> kind of see numbers and everything and he can kind of uh, analyze things based on you know some sort of statistical uh, world view that nobody else can achieve but it's slowly it's to start with the guy being hyper nerdy and uh, antisocial and now he's just like one of the boys that just happens to be a little smarter than the rest of the team so on the most recent the, epi- the most recent episode of numbers several pieces shocked our friend Alex uh, one shocked, of the yeah, shocked. yeah, shocked. He says one of the characters was a representative from the Pentagon, Division Forty Four, and uh, well, listen to this. This is uh, the future of uh, how your government will track you. What are you doing? Uh, please stand by. Again, the invisible cell phone. Floyd, this better be useful. Oh. <laughs> Yes, it is very useful. And if I may say, quite unexpected. FBI, open the door. So they're tracking down this person. I want to see IDs. Cynthia Abbott. What if I am? It's not illegal to stay in a hotel without telling anybody. Oh my God, how bad is this acting, dude? How'd you know she was here? Well, she's a scientist with expertise in plasma physics, employed by a firm with government contracts for classified weaponry. She's been implanted with a microchip so that she can be located at any time. (laughs) And how he says it. She's been implanted with a microchip so she can be located at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Microchip. Are you serious? Do I appear not to be serious? No, you appear to be a really shitty actor. She has a locator in her. Why is she trying to hide? The microchip was implanted without her knowledge. (laughs) While she was receiving the swine flu shot, she received the microchip without her knowledge. So, um, my son, uh, JC, had an interesting comment. That's uh, the smart one, right? He's the one with the college degree. So um, I'm not going to have to eat any more crap about making that comment. Um, yeah. He uh, said Wait, something he's like not that. allowed to listen. What is he doing listening to the show? Hey, JC, turn off your radio. I'm sure he's not listening. But anyway, the point is is that he said something. He said, you know, you guys have got this implant uh, RFID thing all wrong. It's not the way the kids are thinking about it. 
Oh. And I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, we all think, he's speaking for an entire generation, apparently. Because he's the smart one, yeah. From 18 to 30. And he's, or probably not that old. I'd say maybe 16 to 25. He says, we all think it would be very cool. <laughs> of course. It's very cool. Because then it's like, it's like um, the Google locator. You can see where all your friends are. That yeah. that's what yeah There's of course that, that's cool walk in and out of stores and they can you know you get charged and you don't have to do anything you don't have to show ID <laughs> <laughs> of course they love it of course you won't be able to do fake IDs either JC no drinking for you Sonny boy he's already old enough so he Is he, what, he's, o- he's over twenty one yeah really and he just graduated college and he's the smart one <sighs> what year do you think people graduate college at I don't know nineteen twenty. You graduate high school in the United States at 18. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize. So 22 is typical. I think he's 23, 24, something like that. Anyway, so um, they think it'd be cool. I think it'd be kind of distressing, to be honest about it. But they could always find you. <laughs> yeah. it's re- Well, you know, they, they've got all kinds of GPS locators for kids now that clip onto their backpack. You know, we're all being conditioned and set up for this. It makes a lot of sense. I'm 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 down with the whole idea. I get it. All right. So what other? There was some other topic I wanted to discuss. Well, today. then let me give you one topic. All right. While you while you ponder your old brain. Huh? Uh, the GDP numbers came out, and of course, uh, our uh, presidential administration made a big deal about the economy is coming back. It's three point five percent. Increase in GDP. This is awesome. Fantastic. We're coming around. Of course, there's still no... uh... Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Arbeit, Arbeit, Arbeit. So, uh, still no jobs. Uh, And I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. And, you know, I, I, uh, I took it upon myself to go to the bureau. It's the, well, it's the, it's the commerce department. Bureau of Labor Statistics? No, no. It's uh, the, uh, the actual office of the government that releases this information is the uh, the Commerce Agency, whenever the hell it is. It's like BEC or whatever. And uh, so you can download the PDF. And you, know, and you look at this, the first thing you want to say is, okay, give me two to the head now because I can't read these tables. You know? But when you actually look at it, it's really easy to understand. Everything is almost flat or negative, like um, clothing and shoe wear, which is uh, an actual, um, which is tracked. Is it actually called shoe wear? I think it's clothing and shoes, which of course is huge in the United States normally. That's really how you can see if people have money to spend. But uh, what do you think the uh, it contributes for three, for about, th- uh, well, of course, there's a lot of negative numbers, so... The two biggest positive numbers are pretty simple to think of, John. Can you guess what they might be? Well, medical? No. Well, medical is up, uh, is certainly, or uh, what's up is uh, services for your home, so electricity, gas, and home heating oil, but that's uh, that sucks. You know, you can say it's positive for the economy. It's not because you're paying for it. Right. Uh, healthcare is what they call it. Healthcare is also up. Obviously, it's up. But where was the real spending? What did we really spend our money on? Bankers. No. We spent our money on vehicles and durable goods. 
the two, the exact two categories that billions of dollars were poured into to actually stimulate and jack up the numbers. We had cash for clunkers, and we had the cash for uh, for refrigerators. Remember that? So of course people went out and they bought cars, and uh, vehicle finances are also up. And, you know, this is great, but now that the cash for clunk these of course are trailing numbers. Now that cash for clunkers has gone away. You know, it's not going to be sustained. It's gone. It's done. This was a little blip, and they're making, you know, they're totally jacking it up, making it sound like it's some big freaking deal, where it's not. If you, you know, if you incentivize people to go buy a new car by giving them five grand, five grand in uh, in incentives to get rid of your old car, and they're giving huge rebates on refrigerators, dishwashers, well, like, yeah, dryers. Yeah, but let me let me ask this question then: Does it make sense to you that? The billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that went to the bank, shouldn't that just have been plowed right back into the economy the same way the cash for clunkers was and then get these numbers to last a little longer, maybe work things up? You know what? It's even worse. It's even worse than that. You know the guy Rubini? He's the guy. He's the one guy who actually everyone uh, agrees with that he accurately predicted the huge uh, credit, uh, credit crunch of 2007 and 2008. Right? You remember this guy? Yeah. He's the economist. So here's what he's saying now. He's saying that what has taken place is because all these bankers have received all of these trillions of dollars. What they're doing now, and this is how TARP works, this is the the largest what they call carry trade in history. So you can effectively borrow money as a bank from the United States government, from the Treasury, from via the Fed, which is our money, John, you and I, the money we don't get from our producers, you know, the little pittance we get, we have to pay it, spend at least 50% to go to bankers. They are borrowing that at, uh, it's almost 0% to borrow the money, but because the dollar is actually going down, it's, it's, a, it's a capital gain. They're actually, if, if you just borrowed money, if you were allowed to and able to, if you were Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan and you had borrowed money last week, you would already have a gain on that if you borrowed it in dollars and went over and, and bought some euros for it or bought some dollar, uh, gold for it or any, anything else. So what's happening now, is everyone is essentially shorting the U.S. dollar, okay? And you know what happens with a short if all of a sudden that stock, in this case the U.S. dollar, goes up again, which it's going to, then everyone's going to get squeezed and then you're going to see every single market crash around the world. That's what Ubini is predicting, and I think I have to agree with him. And that would be a bad thing? Well, uh, it depends. Uh, it would be a bad. bad I'll, I'll, no, I'll tell you why. It would only be a bad thing if then all of a sudden little Timmy Geithner comes along and says, "Well, we need another uh, trillion uh, dollars to go and bail out the banks because there's all this uh, systemic risk." Yeah, that would be a bad thing. Then we'd be totally hosed. If we just let it all come crashing down, you know, then we'll. It'll suck, but at least it, it'll have happened. Get it over with. It's just kind of like sitting at the dentist. You know you're going to get your teeth drilled. Just stick the fucking thing in already. Just do it. Well, we need a Adam Curry's pet peeve of the day. Invest- Hello? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that went anywhere. What do you, why did you? Did your voice go up an octave when I'm starting to make sense? Did, did it go up an octave again? <laughs> you think? It hasn't changed at all. No, you're right. It hasn't changed at all. I mean, in my from my perspective. Yeah. Meanwhile, in uh, Afghanistan, 
Ah, now we're getting to real news. Abdullah Abdullah, who was the only real contender for uh, the Unicall CIA shill, Harmad Karzai, and his restaurateur yes. CIA paid brother. Yeah, wait, 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 let me guess. <laughs> He's probably giving him a real fight to the end to, to become the, the head honcho. Yeah, he's dropping out. <laughs> he's dropping out because, of course, uh, he had a little visit from uh, Rumsfeld or someone like that, or maybe Gates or one of the, one of these other dudes. Say, hey, man, you like you like your life? You better drop out of this race because we need to send forty thousand troops in to go harvest the poppies, my friend. We can't have you messing all this shit up. No, so he's officially uh, dropped out. Well, let me get this straight. This doesn't make any sense to me because they went through the trouble of negating the other election that he was involved in, if I'm not mistaken, probably for the for his benefit. And then he drops out after all we went through all this trouble. Would you please call me back? I I can't take you seriously when you sound like tattoo. Mm. All right. Yeah. Now I sound normal again. Yes, you do. I find it distressing that this Skype is doing this to me. It's not Skype. It's your crappy-ass connection up there. Maybe. So, um, well, let's go back. You can cut that thing I'm out. I'm not cutting anything out. It's hilarious. You're going to have that, that big blank space where I called you back? That doesn't, it, it takes two seconds. People. It takes two seconds. People. It doesn't bore people. Oh, they listen to, they, you know what? The, the, the only thing that's lame is that people who listen to the show on double speed anyway, then they won't be able to hear you. Because you, you're already at double speed when you're... Uh, it's like when, that Star Trek episode where they're running at, you know, hyper speed. Yeah. Why do I know that? All right. So, I don't know. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's a scam. What are we going to do about it? I think we should just leave. <laughs> where are we going to go? <laughs> where are we going to go? That's the question. There's no, there's no place to hide. We might as well just sit here and fight it out. So um, these bastards from the Trans-Bay Joint Power Authority, they had like, remember I told you they had this huge problem. Oh, the phone's ringing. <sighs> Keep going with your story. Would you like to answer it? Or you Hello? Know, maybe you got something more important to do? Oh. Here's one for John. Because it will not put seniors in a position of being put to death by their government. Okay, you done? Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, and I, I, I call, I've been complaining everywhere. The cops don't show up anymore when I complain because there's a city ordinance, not before 7 a.m. and not after 8 p.m., no construction. That's it, no construction. So the Transbay doesn't call me back anymore. The police don't show up anymore. So now I've sent letters to the uh, Department of Building Inspection who uh, actually hand out these permits. Well, y y guess how much response I've gotten from them? Zero. So um, here's what I'm thinking I'm doing. Uh, I have the. Have you gone to the mayor's office yet? God, you went up an octave again. That sucks. Uh, no, I have not gone to the mayor's office. The mayor's got his own shit. He just dropped out of the race for uh, for governor, and he's freaking out. You know, uh, yeah, they're not going to give a shit about me. You know, that, you know, they're not. So I think I have to fight fire with oil. And here's my plan. I figure if these guys can make noise pollution, I can make light pollution. Would you agree? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Call me back, John. I can't listen to you. <laughs> I can't listen to you. This is horrible. 
Yeah, wait. When he comes back, we'll uh, play a nice little clip for him. <laughs> let's uh, let's test the sound again. Test. Yeah, yeah. You sound, sound yeah, good. you sound good. Yeah, you sound like you always do. Perfect. So um, I have a direct line of sight to all this construction. If those guys think that they can mess with my sound, I have the world's most powerful laser pointer. Oh yeah, you're going to just get yourself thrown in jail. Is that illegal to use a laser pointer? Yes. Oh, really? As far as I know. What do you mean? It's illegal to use a laser pointer. If you're pointing it at people. I won't point it at people. I'll just kind of like give a nice little laser show. <laughs> and by the way, is it actually forbidden by law to point a laser at someone? I would look into it. There's probably a city ordinance against it. Let's see. California laser law. <laughs> Come on, Google. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't point it at a, a jet airliner, which I agree is n probably not a good idea. I'll tell you though, that thing works like a charm. We have our, we have, uh, oatmeal and granola, our uh, pigeon kids who are about ready to fly. And, uh, yesterday morning, so the, the parents, so they're, they're kind of out of the nest. They haven't flown yet, but the parents can't sit on top of them anymore because they're too big. And so, uh, Fred and Ginger, their parents, they, you know, they hang around, but they sometimes they go off for food because now they're off the, the dove milk, the pigeon milk that they feed through their glands and they're actually regurgitating in their mouths. So it's kind of like a real bird thing. And I hear at seven in the morning yesterday, I hear quaw, quaw, quaw. I'm like, Oh crap. It's that crow. And this crow is huge. I mean, it's like, this is, the, this is like the crow that brought down that seagull at your place the other day. Huge crow. So mm -hmm. I grab the laser pointer. I run down. This crow is sitting right on the ledge looking at him. I blast him with a laser pointer, man. I've never seen a crow be so freaked out in his life. He went, <laughs> he flew off. He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing, you don't want to mess with my laser pointer. Oh, this sounds like a good way to get to, to, to freak crows out. Mm-hmm. Huh. That hasn't been back since then. Interesting. Uh... Normally, so, you have to use a scarecrow, but they only work for a while. The crows get a clue. They're, they're very smart birds. I'll tell you that the, the... By the way, it turned out to be a golden eagle that took down the seagull. Oh. Uh, laser weapons, international law. Huh. There, I don't think there are any laws yet. I mean, I have a good chance of getting hit in the mouth by the construction guys, but I don't think it's illegal. Uh... So the other thing I thought is I could chain myself to uh, the equipment. <laughs> now that's more like it. It's <laughs> so, a photo op. Yeah, exactly. It's just I got to get everything set up so we can get the Chronicle out here and get the. And maybe I chain myself naked. Maybe Nikki and I are uh, Mickey and I are both chained naked to the uh, to the equipment. Now I will take a picture of that. That <laughs> I can sell to the Dutch press. <laughs> I got to do something. I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. I can't sleep. I have quality of life uh, rights. They're taking them away from me. Well, I think you gotta you gotta go to the mayor's office. <sighs> then you gotta go to your your specific councilman. Yeah. And then you have to document all this stuff, and you say, hey, "What is wrong with these people?" And you gotta say, "Put this list." The cops don't respond to calls. What kind of police department is that? The other guys just start. What time are they starting to crank it up now? Um, well, the other day they, you know, I told you they had the emergency. So basically, basically, what you're telling me is that they have these ordinances in the city of San Francisco, and they will, they don't enforce them selectively. Correct. Yeah, great. That's exactly right.
then it sucks. But it's illegal. Yeah, but you know, no one seems to care. Well, why do they have the, the, the law in the first place? They did care for, for a few minutes when you first started to complain. Yeah, they don't care. Did you get the business cards of the cops that who stopped yeah, by? Yeah, but Cliff was, I mean, a nice, nice guy and all, but he was a total idiot. I mean, you're like, oh, oh, really? Oh, there's work going on here? Oh, it's no good. Hey, if you're out of if, if you're out of a job, uh, there's hope. You know that the uh, the army is now recruiting thirty thousand people for civilian jobs. Yeah, I think part of this downturn is all part of beefing up the army. Well, I remember uh, President Obama said that he wanted a civilian force just as strong and as large as the armed forces. He's making good on that promise. And Fox News has been recruited uh, to promote that. You interested? No, not really. I don't feel like going to it. Okay. But uh, okay, no, it's done. It's over. But. Fox News, uh, they wouldn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> I also did some research uh, this week <coughs> on uh, the Northwest Airlines pilots who overshot uh, Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Well, I don't have any real resolution. I did come across some very interesting pieces of data. So, first of all, <coughs> here here's the lie. The lie is that a... Uh, an, a jet airliner, an Airbus, very sophisticated piece of equipment um, that it can actually fly for 78 minutes without talking to air traffic control, without uh, jets being scrambled. There's a lot of people pissed off about that. Um, and, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, we were just about to scramble the jets when uh, when they when uh, contact was made. Meanwhile, if I fly my Cessna for 15 minutes without talking to air traffic control, I'll have two F-16s next to me in seconds. Uh, so none of that adds up. And, uh, and really the best piece of information I could really get is uh, from the NTSB, the National, traffic, uh, National Transportation Safety Board. And I'm loading up their report right now because that's, that's where the real fun was. So these pilots, and there's been several um, raw pieces of footage that are out there on the Internet. I'm happy to put it all. Actually, I have a whole site of uh, collected links. I'll put that in the show notes at noagendashow.com. Um, so the pilots say, no, we were not sleeping. No, we, there was no argument going on. We were severely distracted. I'm not allowed to talk about it because uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it because that's the way investigations work. And you can see in this guy's eyes that, you know, something definitely went on. Something messed up. And I'm just going to guess that on the same day that Boeing comes out with their annual earnings, uh, there's no coincidence that Airbus had something mess up with their uh, with one of their craft because we know that the Airbuses are just shit. You know, there's stuff going on with them. That uh, that little text messaging system, the A, what is it called? The uh, ACARS, which uh, the plane actually sends messages, that stopped working. You know, it's the same thing with that uh, with the Airbus that uh, that crashed over the Indian Ocean. You know, there's just I, I think there was something seriously wrong with the aircraft. But strange nonetheless that there was no uh, terrorist action, anti-terrorism action taken like you'd expect it to happen. And so, of course, what you then are left over with is the uh, the cockpit voice recorder, and the cockpit voice recorder. Um, they they typically can do two hours of recording, but the only requirement is 30 minutes. 
and I'm looking at the official report. Uh, there was indeed 30 minutes of recording. The cockpit area microphone channel was not working during this recording. However, the crew's headset microphones recorded their conversations, which I believe is a lie because these things are squelched. And if you're not wearing the headset, then it's really not going to be recording anything. But that's just me. Let's just say it was possible. The cockpit voice recorder, the 30 minutes they have, began during final approach. Again, it's only 30 minutes. Continued while the aircraft was at the gate. During the hours immediately following the incident flight, routine aircraft maintenance provided power to the cockpit voice recorder for a few minutes on several occasions, likely recording over several minutes of the flight. Uh-huh. Do I need to say any more? It sounds dubious. It's dubious. First of all, not reported by anybody. And, and, you, and, and if you have an aircraft that has been in an incident, there is no way that routine maintenance comes in and starts to power shit on and off. You, and they were met by uniformed officers. That plane should have been immediately put in quarantine. Nothing should happen with it. It's bullshit. And we may never find out what exactly went on. There's a lot of theories about... Uh, a missing time event, which uh, I kind of subscribe to, which means uh, the crew and passengers were abducted and uh, and then replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you kind of subscribe. <laughs> I kind of subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm down with that. But also the lack wait, wait, of now you're talking about a flying saucer coming along and then sucking it's not everybody. A, it's not a flying saucer, John. Get out of of space odyssey, okay? These are cigar shaped craft. They're not flying saucers anymore. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Now that's possible. That's, yeah, but when you have oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's possible. Sure. When you have a uh, a first when you have a captain who has ten thousand hours on the A three twenty. 7,000 is PIC, pilot in command, 20,000 hours total, and your first officer has 11,000 hours. It just does not happen that you miss all of the dings and the bings and the bongs. And, and if you have your, your craft on autopilot, something's going to happen when you fly over Minneapolis, okay? It, 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 they don't just program one destination, and they put the whole route in. The whole thing stinks, and I'm I'm amazed by the lack of uh, ATPs, airline uh, transportation pilots, who are jumping into the conversation. I'm really amazed by it. Also, could not find any audio recording of ATC repeatedly calling them over and over again. So something went on up there that we don't know about, and it's been covered up. And I'm still looking, but it's uh, well. Generally speaking, yeah, you're not going to find anything now. But generally speaking, isn't there a, quite a buzz on the in the forums and message boards? That's what I'm so surprised about. There well, you really think it's isn't. being blocked, or you think people aren't interested, or you think the pilots are baffled by this themselves and they don't have anything to say? But they would usually just say something. I think they're afraid to to speak up personally. That's what I think. I think they're huh. afraid. I, I, you know, they just, you know, but afraid of what? Well, that's the question. They probably all like their job. That will well, I'm be. I'm sure they do. Now, speaking of uh, of missing time, and this is something that I didn't get to last week. Um, the Large Hadron Collider has uh, been pumped up again. This oh is, yeah, this is the thing uh, out there in uh, in Switzerland. Eight kilometers underground of uh, neutron proton smashing stuff. 
And of course, the whole idea was to get to the bosun, uh, the Higgs boson. What do they call it? The Higgs Partic- boson particle, which yeah. would actually take us back to the Big Bang, the beginning of time. So, um, in December, if all goes well, protons will start smashing together once again. But of course, this thing keeps breaking down. And and this is a theory that was written up in uh, the New York Times, theory coming from Holger Nielsen uh, from Copenhagen and Masao uh, Ninomiya, who says that actually, because this is, you know, uh, there's a lot of theories about what uh, what this thing will actually do. But what actually happened is in the future, we saw that this was no good to have didn't this. We be, didn't we talk about this two weeks ago? Uh, no, no. I said we were going to talk about it, but we didn't get to it. No, but I thought we did talk about no, it. No, we didn't. No, okay. ju- no. I know I blogged it. Okay, so in the future, we come back and we break the Large Hadron Collider because it's not good for us to actually reach that, reach that Higgs boson uh, particle, and that's why it will never work. So we actually did the time travel. We were out there. We saw, hey, it's it's no good because this thing destroys the world or whatever. We came back and we keep disabling it. Yeah. Nice mind yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the biggest crock of crap ever. No. I call it the I call it the one upsmanship on the dog ate my homework theory. <laughs> I love it. We're also breaking the Hubble Space Telescope in the future. You know, all this all this stuff that is not supposed to happen. <laughs> the only thing we couldn't do apparently was dismantle Goldman Sachs. I don't know how we could have missed that one ten thousand years from now. We blew it. <laughs> Well, there's still time. Mm. You know, maybe they, maybe it takes a lot of effort to go back in time, and you can only do one of these events every so often, and maybe the Goldman Sachs time is coming. I love it, though. I think it's totally awesome. And, and another, another theory I willingly subscribe to. Yeah, and that's a good one. I actually almost subscribe to it, but only as a uh, something to to uh, laugh about. And then in, uh, in Gitmo Nation East, uh, the European Union has now approved three types of genetically modified corn to be sold and used in the food supply, one of which, of course, is our good friends. From wait, so wait, th- stop, you stop, go. stop. Yes. What? You, you said in the European Union? Yes, the European Union has approved... Wait, 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 wait. That's not possible. The European Union has been protecting their people against this sort of thing for for years and years. Well, so yeah, I'm, well, I, I, hate to, I hate to break it to you. But what do you mean? What changed? What do you mean? What changed? The Lisbon the Lisbon Treaty, which the Czech guy has now finally given in, and will be completely signed, sealed, and delivered and ratified this coming week, which enables Tony Blair or Young Peter Balkanender to come in. They've taken over. You are all citizens of Gitmo Nation East, and you're screwed. You've got Monsanto coming in, and all you got to do look over here. Nothing to see here. Look at that. Three, three. Brands of genetically modified corn. You'll be eating it. I wonder if they're going to force people to plant that crap. Well, see, you know, uh, I was reading in the uh, in the the new fake USA Today, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Let me see if I have it here. Uh, it's been the wettest, coldest, 
um, harvest since man, since man can remember. I love that reporting in the Wall Street Journal. Since we can remember, since we since I was a little boy. Yeah, it's been the 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 coldest and wettest. Don't forget now we're in a severe period of climate change, global warming. And all of this, uh, all the corn is going to rot away. They can't harvest it because it's wet. And so they're. And, you know, and that's going to then genetically modified corn, which is resistant to the various weed killers, is going to make a difference. Yeah, of course. Oh, it we've will. got new uh, anti wet corn that yeah, won't rot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, John. Of course. The, what are you talking about? Once they've got it approved, then they'll, they'll bring all kinds of shit in. Yes, it's, it's Freakonomics, man. It's, uh, it's Frankenstein food. Absolutely, yeah. They, they will definitely come up with. Something I don't like think that. the French will plant this stuff. It's not. What? It's not a matter of if they want to. They're going to have to eat. There's, there's, the supplies are dwindling. They're going to have to. If we're starving, we are literally on the brink of starvation. We just don't see it yet because we're too busy taking our meds. <laughs> Take your meds, and you you won't even feel hungry. <laughs> well, there's an awful lot of fat people. So, uh, what else is going on in the EU that we're not covering? Uh, it was some very interesting entertainment news this week. Yeah, I had one too, actually, which totally falls under. And now, back to real news. I got an email from uh, Amazon.com. Now available, now for sale, Taylor Swift guitars. Well, that's interesting that that would be such a coincidence because guess who is hosting and is the musical guest star on next Saturday Night Live's show? Hmm. And wait, Let me think. before you guess, <laughs> it's the first time I know anyone's been the host and the musical guest. Or am I, I could be wrong no, about that. No, I think that. you're wrong. I think Bon Jovi has been uh, the host okay. and musical guest. Yeah, well, usually they have uh, you know mature people that have been around the block a few times, like Bon Jovi, do it. You know, because they're pretty good on stage and they're you know they're mature and funny. So guess who it is that is coming on to Saturday Night Live to be the host and the musical star? <laughs> I don't know. Could it be Taylor Swift? Exactly. You win. Yes. Excellent. So I, I find that to be peculiar. Now, she, I think she was, uh, first time I think I ever saw her was on Saturday Night Live when she was the musical guest. Well, of course, it's a fine NBC program. We know where dads tie into NBC. And so uh, I saw her and I said, wow, what's the big deal? And <laughs> wow. that was the end of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that what you actually said, eh? Wow. I did. I went, oh, I'm turning this off. Hey, by the way, can I just call out Wired Magazine to be shills? Can these guys write more articles about how great the H1N1 vaccine is? They seem to do one every single week. I haven't noticed. I don't read Wired. And neither do I, but people keep sending me their articles. It's a Condé Nast publication. Is that who they are? Well, it was. But, you know, Condé Nast isn't Condé Nast anymore. What is Connie it? Nass was bought by Advance, uh, yeah. a kind of a, uh, a business, uh, private e equity, you know, holding, publishing holding company that run by bean counters. I mean, they're the ones who closed down uh, Gourmet Magazine, you know, which is a brand name oh, that goes right. back 100 and, years. And, and Bridesmaids Weekly or whatever. Right. Bri uh, I don't remember that. It was Brides or something like that. Mm -hmm. Bride Weekly, Bride Monthly, Bride something like that. Anyway, that which was always a money maker. 
And then they're supposedly going to cut the budget of Vogue, which just had an 850-page issue, which has to be, uh, you know, a record breaker. And uh, it's so all that, ads. It's uh, Vogue so is, is a fantastic uh, format. It's great. Yeah, I know you can't help but make money, but they're going to cut the budget for some reason, which just annoy the ex. You know, the people that do Vogue magazine are geniuses, but they're going to be all quitting. So I, so the thing with Wired, it wouldn't surprise me. And then. Uh, the White House, as promised in their full transparency, has released the list of visitors to the White House. It's great. They just put up some list, some random list, and say, here's everyone who came. And go and uh, go ahead, Fox and CNN, and all fight about who these visitors were. And yeah, You've probably seen this has been like the new meme of the week. Yeah, you know, this is get, one of the distractions of the yeah, day. Yeah, a huge distraction. A yeah, oh, it, it's a major classic. And it, it, it even got our... Like, who um, cares? Yeah. Oh, George Clooney was there to talk about, you know, Somalia. And oh, somebody was there. Brad oh, Pitt. oh, they're, oh they're, yeah. They're oh, Bill Ayers. Uh. Yeah. It even got uh, our uh, our East Coast uh, Research Division, Kerry uh, Lutz. You know, he even like, oh, look, they released the names. Look, uh, Jeff Immold, CEO of General Electric, five visits. Yeah, duh. <laughs> five visits. <laughs> Can he do all his business in one meeting? <laughs> no, What's man. The reason for five. <laughs> but I just love it. You know, like, oh, and 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 these are the real logs. I've got to believe this. I've got to believe this is the real record. And, and, and by the way, they made this as, as an opportunity to say, this is the new transparency. Yeah, exactly. And so I told you we were going to be transparent. I told you we were going to be transparent. Look, here's the visitor's logs. Yeah, and then, and then they make Big this. Big deal. Uh, so they have this data sheet plug in on the, on the White House website. And uh, so they make it look all official, like it's a real spreadsheet. So name last, name first, name ID, UIN, which I don't know what that is, badge number. And then access type, which is all VA. I don't know what VA means. As in Virginia? I mean, access type. They're coming into Virginia. Visitor. Visitor access. Vis visitor access. Asshole. <laughs> Visiting asshole. Yeah. Visiting asshole. <laughs> I like that. And but what are these codes, man? Now we have to. This is, they put this in for for crackpots. I know they do. There's some code in the name ID and the UIN number. There totally is. And why does David Barry have badge number zero? Come on, man. That's fucked up. That's something really messed up, dude. Well, you know, the other thing is if this is so transparent, why don't they have a list at the bottom of all the codes? Hey, let me see if they do. As detailed in our voluntary disclosure policy on visitor access records, for records between January 20th, September 15th, White House counsel will voluntarily respond to individual requests that are reasonable, narrow, and specific, e.g. requests that list possible visitors. Huh? What? Yeah, I don't know. That's what it says at the bottom. What does that mean? <laughs> Let's read it again. As detailed in our voluntary disclosure policy on visitor access records, voluntary, that's a transparency code, for records between January 20th and September 15th, White House counsel will voluntarily respond, voluntarily respond to individual requests that are reasonable, narrow, and specific, e.g. requests that list possible visitors. To request such visitor records, click here. Okay. Oh, and then there's a little form for you to fill out. So wait. if you want, so I guess this is if you want to know. Wait, wait, some wait, 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 stop. 
Are you telling me that the list that they supposedly be so transparent with is really not the list at all, but you know, kind of a list that yeah, they that's, decided just that's to do exactly for PR what it is. Purposes? Yes, that's exactly what it is. I want the real list. I don't want this list. Then no, no, you, no, no. Focus. They won't. No, no. The voluntary disclosure policy doesn't only gives you the list they feel is good if you have a specific narrow request about a specific individual, and on the form it looks like you you can request up to ten. Then they will, then they will tell you if that person was there or not. So they're not actually giving you the list. All right, here's the deal. Uh, post that link on the show notes. Okay, I should. Uh, no agenda show curry dot com and stuff, uh, yeah. wherever dot org slash blog. And people out there can click on that link, find that form, and just start putting random names in there and see what they can come up with. The White House will not release fields within the access records that implicate personal privacy or law enforcement concerns, e.g. dates of birth, social security's contact numbers. Uh, oh, the White House will not release access records related to purely personal guests of the first and second families, i.e. visits that do not involve any official or political business. Well, there you go. That's bullshit. So this is not the list. If it was a personal visit, then they don't disclose it. Right. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'm having a personal visit. <laughs> Hold on. Do you think Gates is on it? What was the... Gates what? was on the list. He was? Yeah, well, he went to, to promote his foundation, I suppose. No, no, no. Uh, when, when they had that sit-down, didn't they have it with a cop? Remember they had the, the root beer? I'm talking about Bill Gates. Not Bill Gates. I'm talking about uh, Professor Gates. I don't know. Though he'd be personal. It'd be a personal meeting. Right. And he's not on the list. The only Gates on there is Bill Gates. Right. Name ID H. H. I wonder what that means. I don't know. He was a VA. He was a visiting asshole. With an H. <laughs> With an H. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just bull crap. That's totally lame. Visitor information for the vice president and his staff at the White House complex will be disclosed pursuant to the policy outlined above. It is not possible, however, to release visitor information for the vice president's residence in an identical format to the White House complex at this time because the residence is not equipped with the waves and ACR systems that are in place at the White House complex. Oh, please. Huh. Oh, brother. All right. Do me one favor, John. Just go to recovery.gov. I know you don't visit that website very often. Why? It never changes. Oh, no. I just want you. Oh, it's changed. I just want you to take a look at this. Okay. This is uh, our buddy Vivek Kundra's uh, big project. Yeah, $18 million project. Right. Can you just tell me from this homepage alone, can you just tell me if there's any way in hell you would know where to start to find out where the money went, all they've done is, is just put tons of pie charts and graphs and pull-downs and click-throughs and a million things that you have no idea how it actually works. And I'm not stupid. There is, there is no way you can figure it out. They have just This is information overload. Tutorial well, center, track the money. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the at the big map, and it says California has received eighteen uh, billion. No, they were given eighteen million and or billion. Billion? That's billion. No, no, it's that billion. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, eight. Okay, they've been given eighteen billion, and they've spent or they've received eight billion, 
And the jobs created were 110,000 jobs. Not created or saved. It says created. Oh, no, no. But when you click through, then it says created or saved. What? Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, the unemployment rate, I hate to say this to people out there, but the unemployment rate in California has continued to increase. It's like 15% now, isn't it? It's Well, that's reported. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. And so there was no jobs created. We were still losing jobs. So this number's bogus, but where's the $8, million, $8 billion gone? Huh? Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. All right, John, let's wrap this up. It's time. Stick a fork in me. Are you back on Thursday? Are you back in the civilized world? Yeah, of course. It's very hard to talk with you when you sound either like Donald Duck or like you're on Pristique. Well, there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry if I'm, div- if I'm divulging any personal information there. I have no uh, control over this. So help John get a better connection up in uh, Washington. Donate to No Agenda. You can find the very handy PayPal links for, uh, we have multiple options. $5 a month would be more than enough. Uh, happy to have you on board as a knight. Uh, and you can find all of that at noagendashow.com or go to dvorak.org slash na. And we'll have more good news for you next week. <laughs> I, somehow I doubt it. I don't think there's going to be any good news. Is there anything? Go- Look, here's what we'll do. First, we'll see if uh, the bridge is open by Thursday. I'm telling you, it won't be. It'll be open today. No, sirree. It's going to be closed for a whole week at least. Boy, you're talkative. I'm just annoyed by that by the possibility because the fact is it should have been open last Thursday yeah well you know what I think they've done I think they've shut the bridge down so they can do a bunch of work without having to have people run and shoot by them in the car I don't think it's anything I mean you never know though I mean maybe maybe they I think these guys are just screwed up (laughs) to say the least And we have like a 10% personal insurance or personal income tax for the state of California. We have all these local taxes. We have to pay bridge tolls of five bucks to get across that bridge. The whole thing is, is just stinks. Coming to you from the uh, minimum security containment cell, which houses the Crackpot Command Center, which could use some more funding in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from the Pacific Northwest, where there is no personal income tax, I'm John C. Dvorak. I'm Adam Curry, back here from the future to make you listen to this show and donate. We'll talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda.